Why, hello there. Nice to see you. So you know those moments where you're arguing with your phone's autocorrect about whether it's effect or effect, A effect or E effect? You know, when you're trying to decide if that article claiming scientists say that ice cream is better than a workout is legit. That's your brain craving some critical thinking exercise. Welcome to our no-nonsense dive into critical thinking in English. It's not about debunking conspiracy theories or proving you're the smartest person in the comments section. No, no, no. It's about fine-tuning your BS detector and learning to navigate the ocean of information with a savvy English compass. So if you're ready to level up your critical thinking skills and become a pro at spotting what's legit and, well, what's a little bit suspect, then let's get started. No sensationalism, just good old brain-flexing fun. We'll be right back after this short break. So if you're on a quest not just to learn English, but to wield it like a knight does a sword in battle, then you're in for a treat. Critical thinking in English is about slicing through the noise, dissecting arguments, and crafting your own ideas with precision and creativity. So let's cut through the fluff and get to the core of how you can become a critical thinker in English. First up, question everything, and I mean everything. When you hear, the early bird gets the worm, don't just nod along, ask why. Is it always better to be early? Well, what about the second mouse that gets the cheese? By questioning idioms, sayings, and even everyday phrases, you're training your brain not to accept information at face value. This is the foundation of critical thinking. Questioning is a springboard into the pool of critical thinking. Let's dive a bit deeper, shall we? Take time is money. It's a classic, often used, I use it myself, to stress the importance of efficiency. But what if we put our critical thinking caps on? We might ponder, is time always equivalent to money? What about the time spent with family or friends? Can you really put a price tag on that? By dissecting these common phrases, you're not just passively absorbing language. You're actively engaging with it, challenging it, and in the process, sharpening your ability to think critically in English. And here's another thought. When someone says, you can't have your cake and eat it too, we've heard that one before, right? Challenge the notion. Why not? Maybe you can have a slice of that proverbial cake and savor it too, if you manage your resources wisely. This kind of questioning leads to a richer understanding of English idioms and proverbs, which often reflect cultural attitudes and values. It's not just about the language itself, but the layers of meaning beneath it. And by peeling back the layers and questioning, you're not just learning English, you're learning to read between the lines, which is a hallmark of a savvy, critical thinker. Next, analyze the angles. For example, when you come across a claim like video games cause violence, it's crucial to consider the source. Don't just take it as gospel. Look at who's making the claim, what studies they're citing, if any, and whether there's a consensus in the scientific community. 
For instance, numerous studies have found no direct link between video games and violent behavior, suggesting that the issue is far from black and white. Then you can ask yourself, is it a well-respected journal, news outlet with a particular bias, or a blog with unclear credentials? The source can often color the information presented, and understanding that will help you weigh the credibility of what you're reading or consuming. Moreover, check the date of the research that they're referencing. Science is constantly evolving, and a study from two decades ago may not hold up to the rigorous standards of today's research methodologies. And speaking of methodology, it's essential to look at the methodology of the studies cited. How were these studies conducted? Were they longitudinal studies, observing participants over time, or were they short-term experiments? How large was the sample size? That's another very important factor. Were there any potential conflicts of interest that might have swayed the results? So you see, these kinds of questions are the ones that can transform a simple reading exercise into a critical evaluation of information. By analyzing the angles in this way, you're not just passively consuming English content, you're actively dissecting it, engaging with the language on a deeper level, and training your brain to separate fact from fiction. Then it's time to build and rebuild. So imagine you're presented with a statement like, learning English is hard. How can you reframe it? Maybe learning English is a complex challenge that sharpens the mind. Do you see that difference there? It's a subtle tweak, but very important. By reconstructing statements, you're not just expanding your vocabulary. You're learning to see things from different perspectives. So expanding on this, consider the power of nuance in the words that we choose. The statement, learning English is hard, creates a certain weight, a finality that might discourage some learners. But if we rebuild that into learning English is a journey with its own set of challenges and rewards, we've suddenly transformed a negative thought into a positive one. We've introduced the idea that while there may be obstacles, there's also a destination worth striving for. This kind of linguistic reconstruction doesn't just change the tone, it changes the entire mindset of the learner, encouraging a growth mindset that is central to both language acquisition and critical thinking. And let's not forget the ripple effect of such reconstructions. When we reframe learning English is hard to Mastering English opens up a world of opportunities where not just altering a viewpoint, but also inviting engagement. It prompts the question, what opportunities? And that's where the real magic happens because it leads to discussions about culture, literature, global communication, and more. By rebuilding statements, we're essentially laying down a path of breadcrumbs for curiosity to follow, leading to richer conversations and deeper understanding. This is the essence of critical thinking in English. It's about constructing bridges of understanding one word at a time. Now, balance speaking with listening. So consider a debate on climate change or global warming. One side cites rising temperatures and melting ice caps 
while the other points to historical climate cycles. Both sides have data, but what's missing? Perhaps it's a discussion of the impact of human activity versus natural patterns. Listening critically allows you to identify gaps in the arguments and contribute more thoughtfully. Delving deeper into the art of listening, it's not just about the words that are spoken, but it's also about the ones that are not spoken. In the climate change, global warming debate, for instance. What aren't the experts discussing? We'll be right back after this short break. Are there economic, political, or social factors at play that are being overlooked? Critical thinking in English involves tuning in to these silences, these omissions, and considering what they might mean. It's about reading between the lines and hearing what is left unsaid. This skill can lead to a more comprehensive understanding of the topic at hand and a more nuanced participation in the conversation. Moreover, balancing speaking with listening is akin to a dance. In English, this means knowing when to step forward with your own ideas and when to step back to absorb others' ideas. It's about recognizing that every conversation is an opportunity to learn something new not just a platform to express your own viewpoints and ideas. And so by practicing this balance, you become a much more effective communicator and more empathetic English speaker. You learn to appreciate the diversity of accents, expressions, and perspectives that the English language encompasses, which in turn enriches your own critical thinking skills. Remember, context is key. If you read, he's spilling the tea, know that in modern slang, it means sharing gossip, not causing a beverage to spill. Understanding the cultural and historical context of phrases enriches your comprehension and prevents misunderstandings. Let's consider the phrase, break a leg. In everyday English, this term might seem like a rather cruel thing. But in the theatrical world, it's a way to wish somebody good luck without jinxing their performance because in the stage life, you don't say good luck to somebody who's about to go on stage. That's a superstition. So instead you say break a leg. So yes, that might be confusing, but having this cultural context allows you to understand what's going on. Now, this peculiar phrase's origins are debated. We still don't really know where it comes from, but its usage is a perfect example of how context shapes meaning. And when you're aware of the context, you're not just learning language, you're learning culture, history, and the subtle social nuances that come with it. This awareness is a cornerstone of critical thinking in English, as it allows you to navigate conversations with a deeper level of understanding and appreciation for the richness of the language. Furthermore, context helps us to discern the appropriate tone and level of formality required in different social situations. The English you use in a job interview is vastly different from the English you might use in a casual chat with friends, right? Recognizing these contextual cues is crucial. It's not just about the words themselves, but how they are being delivered. For instance, sarcasm can completely flip the meaning of a statement. And without a keen sense of context, the intended message might be lost. By paying attention to context, you're not only honing your critical thinking skills, but you're also becoming a more adept and versatile English communicator.
Finally, reflect and grow. After engaging in an English conversation, take a step back. What did you learn? How did your own biases color your understanding? Reflecting on your experiences helps you not just grow as a language learner, but also as a global citizen. And that's what we want. Building on reflection, let's consider the transformative power that it holds. Reflection is not just about mulling over what was said and what was not said and overthinking and ruminating. Not at all. It's about connecting the dots between conversations, readings, and your own evolving thoughts because our thoughts also change as we grow as individuals. So it's about asking yourself, how has this conversation expanded my view of the world? We'll be right back after this short break. Or what preconceptions did I bring to this conversation? This kind of introspection, what we call intrapersonal communication, the conversations we have with ourselves, right, can reveal surprising insights about your language learning journey and your personal growth. It can show you how far you've come, not only in your command of the English language and in your communication, but in your ability to understand and empathize with perspectives that differ from your own. Moreover, reflection is the soil in which the seeds of wisdom are sown. By taking the time to reflect on your English interactions, you're not just passively absorbing information, you are actively integrating it into your worldview. You might realize that a debate has changed your stance on an issue or that a compliment you received on your English proficiency has boosted your confidence. These moments of growth are crucial as they encourage you to continue stepping outside of your comfort zone trying out new expressions and collocations and expressions and engaging in more complex discussions. In doing so, you're not just learning a language. You are cultivating a mindset that values continuous learning and self-improvement. Developing critical thinking skills in English enables you to navigate the world with a discerning eye and a sharp mind. It's about being an active participant in the conversation, not just a passive observer. It's clear that honing your critical thinking skills in English is more than an academic exercise. It's a vital life skill that empowers you to sift through the static of information overload and tune into the clear signals of truth. It's about engaging with the world in a way that goes beyond mere translation of words into thoughts. It's about being an architect of dialogue, constructing robust arguments, and deconstructing weak ones with the finesse of a skilled linguist. As you continue to question assumptions, analyze claims, rebuild narratives, balance dialogue, and understand context, you become not just a speaker of English, but a masterful communicator. You'll find yourself navigating complex discussions with ease, spotting subtleties that others might have missed, and contributing insights that elevate the conversation. This journey of linguistic and intellectual enrichment doesn't just prepare you to face a world brimming with information, it equips you to shape that world with the force of your reasoned arguments and the clarity of your critical thought. So my friends, as you step forward, remember that each question you ask each article you scrutinize, each conversation you reflect upon, 
adds to the tapestry of your understanding. Keep pushing the boundaries of your linguistic journey, for in the realm of critical thinking, every word counts, every idea matters, and every voice has the power to make a difference. Well, my friends, I have a question for you before you head off. Do you feel stuck due to social anxiety, due to those nerves that you have when speaking English or having conversations in English? Or are you looking to advance your career? Well, our group coaching program at Exploring Academy, which you can join through our executive communication lab plan, is designed to give you the social and professional edge that you need. It's a personalized think tank for career growth and social skills. If you're ready to join, then you can head on over to academy.exploring.co and sign up for the Executive Communications Lab group coaching plan. And for a community-driven experience, the Exploring Academy plan offers a network of professionals like a chosen family for your career journey and social skills. Exchange stories, celebrate successes, and maybe discover new opportunities. So you can join us at academy.exploring.co and sign up for the Exploring Academy plan. And if you're up for a challenge, I know you might be, our 33-day Executive Excellence Challenge is about incremental steps towards significant leadership and success gains. It's included with any paid plan. So are you ready for the next step? Visit academy.exploring.co to start your journey. Thanks so much for tuning in. Drop your aha moment in the comments below or your key takeaway from this lesson. So if you like this lesson, hit like, subscribe for more communication strategies to level up your English. And remember, your voice is the key that unlocks new connections. So speak up. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.